Yeah, thank you. Um, again, um, very um, interesting topic, very difficult to deal with in just a handful of minutes, uh, especially if you want to go through the uh, uh, respective advantages and disadvantages of the different models. I think uh, un unless there's an immediate um, question from um, the, the group, uh, I would have one. Um, and perhaps just out of experience, uh, uh, on other cases, I think um, one, one of the particular advantages of the court system vis-a-vis -vis the, the arbitration model is clearly that uh, when you look at situations where we in the energy context um, have uh, or are currently thinking about uh, investor-state arbitration under a bilateral investment treaty or the Energy Charter Treaty, you're obviously very limited to the point of um, the, the limited heads that you can bring a claim under, notably legitimate expectation, expropriation, and so on. I think the, the key attraction is it not uh, for a court system uh, or for something that, that, that goes more towards that direction is clearly that uh, what investors very often want is uh, the possibility to actually do something in the country. Uh, very often, investor-state arbitration jurisdiction is a bit of a nuclear option. Uh, you do that when you exit the country. Uh, and clearly, uh, rather, you want to stay and you want to go about your business, but you want to ensure that it's done in accordance with the principles of the Energy Charter Treaty. So, um, to I suppose to both of you, the the, the question um, isn't isn't that what we are sort of probably really looking for uh, in terms of ensuring a proper implementation of the acquis? Um I think that's a, that's a very uh, relevant question. Um, in most um, investor state dispute resolution <coughs> system, there is a pre-phase, a cooling period provided for negotiations and discussions. Um, and also, um, in most um, investor um, state dispute systems, do not exclude national courts. So national courts could be an alternative remedy. But um, it's quite right that when you when you have um, the government as your as your opponent, uh, that it may not be easy for you to have further investments in that country. I've had, uh, in my practical experience, other cases. Uh, it is definitely a threat against the government, um, and if. Um, and very often these cases, and it's as you as you mentioned, Andreas, it, it, it is a nuclear weapon because it's taken very serious uh, by governments, and uh, quite often uh, these cases also lead to a uh, out of court solution, uh, which otherwise couldn't have been achieved. Yeah, so maybe just uh, very shortly for the um, what would be the advantage of a court uh, over arbitration? I mean the energy community treaty as such is uh, modeled upon the the EU treaty, basically it's, it's uh, export of the EU acquis, so it's very similar to the uh, EEA agreement. And uh, the court has already uh, said, also the European court has said that even though it's a sectoral, it was in the area of aviation, even though it can be a sectoral integration, it can be a very deep one. And uh, in fact, uh, a court modeled on the EFTA court would be maybe more appropriate to address all also the compliance of, uh, with the energy acquis and so on, besides the investor-state uh, disputes. Do we have some uh, more questions from the floor? Otherwise, I probably would have one more, if that's okay. And then we, because we will pressed for time, we then move on. Is that okay, Dirk? 
Yeah, okay, good. Um, you had a very interesting slide um, a little bit earlier on, which basically talked about the amount of um, proceedings that have been settled. And it also said at the top, why the system doesn't work. Now, just playing devil's advocate for a moment, uh, because it, it sort of leads on to the question, what system do we actually want? Do we want to have a court? Do we want to have some arbitral uh, tribunal, something, something similar? Um, how, how would you judge the rel relative success of those cases that have actually sort of not reached second stage, if you like? So, because one could obviously argue that uh, since you've got a system in place with uh, investor state arbitration under a bit and the Energy Charter Treaty, uh, isn't that actually you know, a suitable complementary political mechanism that you don't necessarily have uh, under these other mechanisms? Or are we, are we actually missing something? And it seems we're missing something, but what, what is it exactly that we're missing? Yes, uh, indeed. I mean, I wanted to praise also the achievements so far, uh, but as I said, they are limited in a sense, uh, not that much in number, if you compare the number of closed uh, proceedings in comparison to what we have still open, but they are mostly related, A, to non-transposition cases, so where the breach has been obvious and where the deadlines are expiring. Uh, so, but we may talk whether it was closed on time, how many years the case has been open, how long the negotiations between the Secretariat and the countries have, going on, uh, have been going on, and so on. When it comes to implementation, uh, and then also the question is why the Secretariat did not go to the second phase? Why did it push on closing the case, even if it was delayed? Uh, because obviously going to the Ministerial Council does not mean that the solution would be solved. I mean, we like to quote also the case with, against Bosnia uh, that we had. Um, I don't think I, I referred to that one uh, before, but it's a case that the Secretariat opened for lack of a legal framework in gas uh, in place in Bosnia. Um, we went to the Ministerial Council. That was, in fact, the very first case, with the, the, which was an obvious breach. It was the advisory opinion was very positive. Uh, on the assessment of the Secretariat, uh, the Ministerial Council first year said there is a breach of the treaty. Fine, good enough, we wait another year to see if the breach will be uh, repaired. The second year, the Ministerial Council said there is a serious and persistent breach. And that's it. Now we are waiting another year to see whether there will be sanctions or not. So maybe when we insist on closing the cases before and achieving compliance before, it does not mean that it's, that it's all perfect. Simply sometimes the breach is more simple, so the country also agrees to, to close it before, uh, but uh, not, it's not always uh, the optimal solution. Um, well, I'm certainly converted. <laughs> um, well, I, I uh, thank you very much uh, for your presentations uh, and for the additional input. I think uh, uh, it's fair to say it's uh, certainly something where there is uh, an identified gap and something needs to be done. I hope... Um, you, we, us can report more about us next year. Uh, I hope there are some more further steps in this firming up because it's, I think, a very important topic and it's clearly very important to investors and potentially music to the ears of investors, but also a very considerable uh, way in which member states and um, well, contracting parties of the Energy Charter, um, Energy Community Treaty, I'm sorry, um, Lapsus lingua <laughs> um, uh, can can actually resolve their disputes in an efficient and perhaps slightly more amicable manner than uh, an investor state arbitration. So thank you very much again, and uh, over to the next session. Thank you.